just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, we've got one open streets weekend under our belt this year and are heading into another. It's the Downtown Alliance's weekend program of turning downtown Main Street into a pedestrian-only zone. And this year, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Downtown Alliance's Director of Urban Affairs, Jessica Thiesing, is here. And the question I'm asking is, can open streets stay forever? It's Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Jessica, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for being here. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Okay. True or false, open streets was always a little bit the plan. Honestly, the conversation has been floating around for a long time. I think in it's been socialized in many different avenues. And um, from a policy standpoint, the Second Century Plan really st- kicked off this conversation about what Main Street should be and things that started from that, those conversations that were actually adopted into policy, you can see right now on Main Street, some of those infrastructure changes, planters, trees, things like that. What was the second century plan? So it was a a long range plan that was um, undertaken by stakeholders back in the 1960s. And it really addressed downtown and it addressed Main Street. What was dreamed up there? Oh, I think there's a lot of things that were dreamed up. It certainly started the conversation um, regarding a pedestrian first Main Street and A lot of the infrastructure you see on Main Street, even today, was started through that planning process, including um, the closing of the segment of Main Street by the church where they have their plaza. Okay, up at the top. Even though that didn't happen until the early 2000s or was completed in the early part of 2000s, -hmm. that conversation started way before the implementation of that. Hmm. One of the, I think, like great mythologies of Salt Lake, and I, and I think it's true, is that like this city was built for the automobile, which is kind of rare. Like, you know, a lot of East Coast cities are like terrible to drive around because they're these tight, tiny streets that were built for a horse and buggy. But my understanding of Salt Lake is that downtown was really designed for the car. And that has been, I mean, the long term impacts of that, you could argue, have been pretty detrimental. And I have to wonder if that was something that early on urban planners realized we needed to address in terms of like bringing downtown to life. I think so. Um, But also the world was a lot different a hundred years ago or 80 years ago. And if you look at it from a planning, planning perspective, I think things Mm -hmm. worked differently. Um, You can look at old historic photos and see cars and people and the streetcar Mm -hmm all interacting with each other in a very vibrant way. Mm. 
from a sustainability standpoint, obviously we're seeing those contradictions now because we have light rail sort of in the middle of the street on Main. Right. But we have very little parking actually on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, we have wide sidewalks. So some of the infrastructure that really invites uh, a pedestrian first approach really has been implemented in some ways, but mm-hmm. we're still not all the way there. Yeah. Whenever friends come and visit me in Salt Lake, one of the remarks that I hear a lot is, your downtown is kind of quiet. And I think the pandemic has not improved that because people aren't really going back to the office. And so that sort of like midday buzz doesn't feel quite as prominent as well. But I do you think open streets is going to have a long term effect on the vibrancy of downtown, not just a weekend effect? We hope so. Right. This is still a proof of concept. It's an experiment that we were again, we were able to take conversations that that have been Um, in the works for a really long time, Mm -hmm. the destruction of the pandemic and hope for the future and wrap it up into this proof of concept that is popular enough to get the support to bring it back, at least for the last couple of years. Yeah. And this year is different because it's Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And what I've heard from some bar owners is like they're really excited about Sunday because that's sort of like brunchy day drinking kind of Sunday fun day crowd is an opportunity for them. Yeah. I mean, Sundays traditionally downtown are pretty dead. You don't see a lot of people. Um, I moved here 11 years ago and I would take my daughter out in her stroller as a baby and, and I couldn't even really get a sandwich. This was before (laughs) um, Harmon's opened and it was before city Creek opened. So, you know, I think one of the things that we are really um, focusing on right now, uh, you know, addressing your comment about it just being not super busy. Mm-hmm. We are, have traditionally been a 12 hour city, a commuter city. So we didn't have, we don't have a huge downtown residential population, but that's growing. We expect our population, residential population to double in the next couple of years. And even though that number is still not huge, it's way more right. than we have now. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, um, we've been a 12 hour city. People come here to work. They, you know, maybe go out to lunch. They maybe do some shopping and then they mm-hmm. go home. And I think we are really in the, just in the middle of a transition into what we're seeing or expecting to be of an 18 hour city. And from a sustainability, economic stability standpoint, we really need to become that um, so that when such things as pandemics happen, everyone just doesn't disappear overnight. Oh yeah, I mean, we were all just sort of at home. Um it seems like a critical piece of that transition is going to be public transportation. Is that right? Yes. I mean, obviously, public transportation is a big piece of that. People need yeah. to be able to get to and from where they're going easily. Yeah. One of um, my dreams in Salt Lake that I'd love to see more of is bike valets. <laughs> Just putting that out there while I have an audience with you. <laughs> Make. I'm taking notes. Making notes. <laughs> I love that idea. Because they used to do them when Twilight was at, was it Pioneer Park or Mm -hmm. Liberty Park before it moved? And they would have a bike valet. And I think in part that was because the 999 ride would always kind of coincide and go around there. And I thought it was such a cool thing. I'd love to see 
more of that kind of infrastructure and activity downtown. I'm curious what you think the future looks like. Like, where do we go from here in terms of um, in terms of growth? Because we've got the All Star Games showing up next February. We've got Salt Lake finding out by the end of this year if we're going to have the Olympics back. How do these things influence downtown? I think they have a huge influence on downtown. Um, we also have yeah. OR coming back. So, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So um, conventions, um, major sporting events, major economic events like that have a huge impact downtown. And we want to be ready for those things. We want our businesses to be ready to be able to be good hosts. We want to be able to mm-hmm. welcome visitors and really showcase what what Salt Lake is, who we are mm-hmm. um, as a community, and just how wonderful and amazing our downtown is. Yeah. And so I think Open Streets is a is a great it's a group of concept. I think mm-hmm. it serves those types of events um, and activities really well because yeah. it it can actually be a destination in itself. All these events Mm -hmm. can be happening and you can still come down without a ticket in hand and find an experience that, um, that works for you and, and, and your guests. So, uh, I really see it as just a a catalyst for things happening downtown all the time. We're putting the there, there in the equation. Yeah. What would it take to have open streets forever? What has to happen? in order to have a permanent pedestrian promenade? It's a really good question. Um, So the event itself is really expensive to to host. I I mean, we don't really have the infrastructure to be able to easily close those segments of streets and make Mm -hmm. it safe. And, you know, again, one of the pillars of the event, it's not a party. It's really just to create vibrancy, um, like you would see in any vibrant city, anywhere you would go in the world. It's to Mm -hmm. go out and walk the promenade and see other people doing the same thing. They're eating at restaurants, they're walking their dogs, you know, all of the activities you can do in these public spaces. um, That's Mm -hmm. really what we wanted to see here. And so setting that platform for that to happen, we had to make sure that tracks was safe. So there's barricades and things like that that need to be rented and they need to be managed because they Mm -hmm. move, you know, in the course of a day. People mm-hmm. run into them. You know, there's a lot. There's the public training, like getting people to recognize that this street is closed to cars. Please don't drive on right. tracks. Please don't drive mm-hmm. through um, people who are trying to enjoy the street on foot. Mm-hmm. Um, security needed to be put in place because as a special event, they're regulated differently than just maybe a public park would be. So things like making sure that our emergency services can get in and out of those street closures. We need to have people managing those things. Mm -hmm. So partnerships had to be put in place for things like restrooms and just, just making sure all the things you need to do to make sure the visitor experience is, is positive. And that, that costs, that costs some money. So to answer your question, um, I think there's a lot of things that would need to be built to, to mm-hmm. make this permanent and to build anything, you really need to make this a community driven process. And so mm-hmm. next steps are really to look at a planning process um, mm-hmm. that includes stakeholder input 
just to figure out, hey, maybe there's some things we can do in the short term that can make this more permanent. Um, yeah. um, and then also there might be some things that we want to plan for over the long haul, like some more capital planning processes where we'd have to raise more money to do things right. um, even more permanent. So this is just the catalyst to start that conversation. Mm -hmm. And we're really hopeful that we can um, continue to have a seat at the table for that process. Yeah. Is there anything else I should ask you about this? What didn't we cover? Um, one thing we're doing too to create that vibrancy is we're hiring artists to perform on the street. So from an economic recovery uh, standpoint that has been really positive because not only are you know we're bringing visitors to come down and um, visit restaurants and and shop at City Creek and some of our local merchants but we're also hiring artisans to just mm. come down and be street buskers and we're doing mm. that all all of the days so Friday Saturday and Sunday that's interesting and that has been a positive experience, I think, for everyone as well. So street performers that you might see during open streets, they're not just popping up shop. They're being paid to perform there. Exactly. I think that's great. And we're seeing a different demographic of people downtown. We're seeing families with little kids. We're seeing mm -hmm. older folks walking hand in hand. So it's a really different vibe when mm -hmm. we have this type of programming. It's it's a little something for everyone, which is really yeah. what we were trying to accomplish here. Yeah. And that makes sense to me because I think my perception of Main Street, you know, before or generally is it's weekday business folks, the the twelve hour day people, and then it's the night the nightlife y, the bars, um, the restaurants. But other than that, you really don't tend to see people just sort of out for a stroll, they might be more likely to go to Liberty Park or, or just up the road to Memory Grove or something like that. Right. And so um, it is nice. I told you my dream thing was bike valets right. and I will add on more public restrooms. Mm -hmm. Do you have a dream thing for downtown? Well, since I've moved here, I've thought that would that Main Street would be a fabulous pedestrian thoroughfare. So I'm in it for the long haul, whatever yeah. the community decides it should be, I want to be part of that conversation because I think it's a really important district for the mm -hmm. center, the what I call the the hearth of our our state, yeah. really. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would I want to see it vibrant and I want to see the storefronts filled with cool businesses. And you know, I really want it to be an invitation for our very diverse um, Salt Lake area to come together and be together and share, you know, share our culture collectively. I see it as yeah. sort of the the nucleus of that. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Jessica. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the work you all are doing to to keep things hopping over the weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. 
Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. One more thing before we go. Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall would also like to see open streets forever. Turning Main Street into a permanent pedestrian promenade is one of her administration's 2022 goals. The Downtown Alliance found that over 15 open streets weekends last year, Main Street hosted nearly 600,000 people. And that was before Sunday was in the mix. Producer Diane Rajapinto hit Main Street to see what local business owners think about all this. Here are the highlights. Uh, Brian? Yeah, I just work at a bar right over here. It's called O'Shucks. There's probably like street performers every couple hundred feet. Like seriously, and it's amazing. Everyone's very different and the music's awesome. Everyone's pretty nice. All the food's great. But yeah, it's super fun. I bring all my friends here. I live in like Mill Creek Holiday, but we'll come here like almost every day when that's happening for sure, just to hang out and get food and drinks and stuff. It's just a wonderful place to be, you know? <laughs> uh, my name's Dylan. This is uh, the Ruin downtown. Just a bartender. I was here the first year working at a different bar. Uh, I really like the concept. I think it's nice to have foot traffic. It brings people out and about. This weekend was slow, but I think Memorial Day had a lot to do with that, you know? I like seeing more people out and about, like live music on the patios and whatnot. We'll see this weekend. It is Pride weekend, so it's probably going to be very busy in general. Um, but there was definitely a noticeable... I noticed a lot when I was working at Whitehorse, for sure. Lines going out from Cheers all the way around the corner, you know. Uh, it brought in a lot of business for us. The only issue was that we had to staff more. So in theory, you know, we wanted to make more money but we kind of didn't because we had to have more people on. Um, we also have a patio because of that. It's not set up today, but Thursday, Friday, Sunday, or sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, we have a little patio outside, which is nice. People love sitting out there. Um, I would love that. Um, I think it's kind of a pain to drive down Maine anyway, and it would be kind of nice to have like a little like Bourbon Street in Salt Lake. Um, especially if it was more commonplace and more permanent, like with our patios and such, I think that it would bring a lot of people out and about. And I also think that tourists would like that a lot. Um, I've personally am a fan of it. I wish that it was blocked off all the time. Um, it's just nice to kind of have open streets like that. It feels like a bigger city, you know? My name is Emily. I'm at Whiskey Street and I'm a hostess, a food runner, and a bar back. So, I mean, I like it. It's good for business. I mean, it's, there's more people. There's, you know, this, it's nicer for me because I take the train and I like how, you know, there's, I don't have to watch out for cars and I can just walk in the street and how there's just more lively with the open streets. We expand the patio. Um, there's more security, just more people. My name is Harry Kwan, and we are down at City Creek, uh, specifically right off Main Street. Oh, we're in H&M. 
especially yeah because especially from our like uh main street entrance uh, we've definitely been experiencing a lot more traffic through there uh i attributed initially just to what the weather getting better but um yeah no. uh martin norman we're at uniquely utah souvenir we opened our store last year, um, so we we just caught the second year of the open streets, and it, it's great. Yeah, we 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 love the support, and it does generate you know some out of towners and locals to come downtown and and have fun and let loose a little bit. So yeah, it's great. You know, I, I hope it translates, and I think that's why they're starting out the way they are is to see if it can translate to a permanent promenade. Uh, I'd be for it. You know, an attraction like that will bring in a lot of tourists and and stuff like that. I'm a big proponent of the open streets. Um, I help out in any way that I can with them. I actually did their staff shirts. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm all on board. My name is Silvia. La Estación del Taco, Taco Car. Mm -hmm. Veggie burritos and veggie tacos. I am here in the same place. Uh, 125 uh, South in Main Street. Uh, five years. I feel happy because I think we have more business. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow with more news from around the city. Bye.